You're listening to Voice Memos, the show about two longtime friends who have informative yet brief discussions about multitudinous topics. If you want to go deep into a topic, this is not the podcast for you. We keep it shallow. Now, please welcome your hosts, Jen and Myron. Does Zoom, does Zoom make 15 updates and have you install 40 times every time you go to walk in? How many, how many updates do you need to, for, for Zoom to just transmit video? Like you're transmitting video. <laughs> My God. And sir, I know that you are in beautiful New York. I am. So you don't realize that on my computer it says 103 temperature is very hot. <laughs> you sorry motherfuckers in California. <laughs> you know it what? says 103 very high temps. Thank you so much. Wow. That's that's so you know what? I, I don't know. You know how different regions of the country get different type of heat, you know, dry and and um uh, high humidity and all this kind of stuff. Yep. I, I just don't know if non-sacramental people can really appreciate how dry and miserable that heat is there. <laughs> Coming from the Midwest, I will take it because I don't know how you can go through life knowing that if you walk out of your house, you will start sweating and just feel damp. <laughs> okay, so, right, so I'm in New York, New York City, in Manhattan, and today the humidity was 74 degrees, 74%. No. So it was only about 84, 85, but the humidity was 74. So by contrast, because I checked, Sacramento's humidity was about 32, 34, something like that. So it was 70 something percent. So you walk outside and the humidity was so high. It's just like you said, you are immediately glistening and moist. Yeah, it's okay. Not you, you're not allowed to say moist or billfold. <laughs> Have you been to Mississippi, like that region? Have you been to Mississippi and New Orleans or anything you like that? You know what? So I've been to New Orleans, but it was in winter. And I, I've been to Tennessee, which I think might border that place called Arkansas. I'm not really sure because, you know, I don't really know the South like that. But, um, but also it's winter. So I've not experienced Southern miserable humidity there's there's nothing worse than feeling you should be carrying a knife to cut your air (laughs) it is so thick and gross that it just it's stagnant you're almost chewing it as you're walking through it (laughs) (laughs) hey look i i I was in the uber today so now mind you it's 84 85 degrees the humidity is 74 so it is like like you're in a sauna, I get in this Uber and it's a big Uber. It's like a SUV kind of Uber. And the guy, the driver has one of those plastic um, dividers, you know, yep. so that you, like you can't see in the, you can't touch the front or anything. And then he had the air conditioner on 
I imagine if, if, if like if there were numbers like one through ten, it was at about a point four. Oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> you're in a hot box. <laughs> we're in a hot, in a hot box, and that plastic. You know how you put the wrong kind of plastic in the microwave? <laughs> <laughs> it all starts to melt. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. We only got a mile to go. I'm not going to make it. <laughs> and you don't want to say anything because you don't know if he's going to take you away and kill you. Yeah, yeah that's it exactly. <laughs> I thought this ride is only one mile, but I think I'm going to die at a halfway point. <laughs> <laughs> you start looking for clues to see if he's caught anybody up in there. My God. <laughs> It had one of those little vents in the back seat, so you could, you know, you could direct your air. I could, I, it wouldn't even cool down my fingernails. <laughs> <laughs> cool down your fingernails. Oh my god! Oh my god! What are you? So now, how is how is New York treating you? I know you're doing a lot of stuff for the wedding, and then I got a couple of questions from Ilianne uh, about her moving here, and I I remember you talked about that on our last podcast. So how oh, is yeah. New York, and then when is it official? Like, are you guys coming back together? Yes. So um, it's been a it's been a busy week. So because she is moving out of her apartment. And in, in New York City, where like 100% of the, the residents live in apartments, um, it's like a big deal to move out of an apartment because she, she's, in, she's in Manhattan in Harlem and she is, you know, a few blocks from her school. She's right up the street from uh, City College of New York. She is right um, near um, Hamilton, you know, the famous Hamilton from the play. I guess he was more than just a play, but that's all we know. He's just fun to play. But his residence, his statue, so it's a very um, attractive area. So, but she's giving up this apartment. So there's been people coming to look at it, but it's been rented out. And then here, I mean, maybe it happens everywhere, I don't know, but here, you know, the people said, well, are you leaving anything? Is there anything we could buy or have that you have? Because it's so hard to like just move shit around in, in this city. And so, yeah, she's leaving some bookcases and this kind of stuff. So, so we've been doing that, right? Getting this apartment ready to move out. And then yesterday there was a big party at her aunt's house with all her girlfriends. So I had met face-to-face -face all Alien's girlfriends. So there was a big party there. And then today we were at the wedding venue for the tasting. Now, I've never done one of these things. So you go to this wedding venue and all the things that's on your menu or most of the things, they give you little samples. It's like a, it's like a sampler buffet and, you know, you get to say what you like and don't like and all this kind of stuff. And that was pretty cool. And then we got to go through the venue and talk about, uh, quite honestly, I don't know what they talk about because I faded out. I stopped listening. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but everybody seemed to be happy. <laughs> Free food. Elliot said they made a lot of decisions and a lot of weight off her shoulders. She's very happy. I thought, yeah, this is great. <laughs> what were, so were you trying food? Yes. Yes. The chef oh. came out and it's like being on top chef. I was like Tom Calicchio. Like they come out, you take a little bite, you know, you know, this is a little salty, 
you know, but it's pretty good. I think you could have, you know, you could have flambated it a little bit more. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's, and they bring you a little different little waters. It's pretty cool. Like, it's a pretty cool experience. And, you know, they were talking through the whole thing. But you know what? I have this thing. When food is delivered to me, I eat. I don't talk. Yeah. And so yeah. they just were nonstop talking. Just talk, 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 talk. And I was like, holy fuck. Nobody will shut up. So I was just like enjoying the meal. It was fantastic. <laughs> is that, no, do you have to pay for that? Or is that included because you've used it's in, it? It's included. Nice. It is included. So we did that. And then, and then her sister was, is taking some of the old furniture. Cause we're not going to move all this furniture across country. Cause it's just like bookcases. It's small things that you know, from Target or Costco or something, you know, you don't really need to move this kind of stuff. And it's too expensive. And so her sister, I had to load up some of that stuff in her sister's car. And let me tell you, I was sweating like, like, just like I was in hell. You just like, you just sway like you're in hell. And it's only like, like, I was just moving um, up three steps and then right to the car, which is parked right in front of the apartment. And by the time I got there, I, I want to, you know how you see those movies, people in the desert and they put those wet rags over their heads. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that don't really cool down. <laughs> and when I looked up, the, when I looked up the street, it just looked like an oasis because I was hallucinating. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. One thing. What did you move? I moved um, a couple of bags and um, the top of a table and a couple of plants. <laughs> okay. okay. That's what I said out loud. Now that you say that out loud, how do you feel? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so look, so that was today. And then we sort of get a free day tomorrow and then for the next two days, but we got to pack, we got to, stage everything because movers are coming Saturday and then once they're done we are going to her aunt's house for a going away party by thrown by all her auntie and all her relatives oh wow yes yeah, so that's Saturday and then her aunt wants to take us to a movie or have a little I don't know some other little smaller family gathering on Sunday then we fly out Monday she's she's coming back so she comes back with me and that, that's her move. And she starts work a couple of days later. Oh my like, God. Yeah, like they, they cause you know, she's a teacher. So they come back a little early and start some stuff, even though I think uh, school doesn't officially start for another couple of weeks. But so yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty whirlwind uh, couple of weeks. So is she flying back with you or guys driving back? No, yeah, we're flying. We're, we're flying. Uh, Monday afternoon, we get back Monday night. Okay. Wow. I thought, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because I thought about and we talked about driving back as it'd be a fun little, you know, just a just a road trip and everything. And I, I actually wouldn't mind doing it. Um, but as it worked out with her, she got hired faster than, you know, she had anticipated. So it sort of works out that we didn't plan to drive back because we just don't have the time. We have to fly back. Wow. Okay. So that's, so I, that's exciting that she's coming back with you and she, she'll officially be moved into your place with all those boxes. When I went to pick up your mail, 
she'll be in yep. there. Yep, yep, all those boxes and then her things will be delivered because um, this is a very small move. So you, like we couldn't use like one of the major moving companies because they move big items. You got to do a small carrier. And then what they do is they say, oh, sometime within like two or three weeks or something, they'll, they'll deliver your all your crap. So we're just fine because it gives us time to like, you know, like all those boxes you saw, like we got all these boxes and just stuff. We got to unload and rearrange things. So, and then again, she starts school in two days and um, two days after getting there. So there's still a lot of work to do, but the biggest hurdle being on separate coasts, that will be gone. So I'm yeah. pretty excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. That's and, exciting. Oh, I forgot. And so yesterday was actually the party at her her best friend's house was also her birthday party. So there was that on top of everything else. Damn. So uh, are, are you in her apartment now? So I, I know inquiring minds want to know we're all on TikTok. We always see those real estate agents posting these 300, 160 foot square foot apartments that go for like $4,000 a month. What's the square footage of her apartment and what will the new person be paying in rent? That's a, that's a great point. So this apartment is, um, it's the, it's in a brownstone, you know, those, those classic, um, New York apartments that, you know, all the walls are right. There's just no space between the walls between one apartment and the next or one brownstone and the next. And she's on the lower floor. So you walk down to it and it, it's a one bedroom. So it's a, it's a, it's a living room. It's a, a, a kitchen that might be there's a stove and a refrigerator, um, and it, it might be three feet across and two feet deep. I mean, it's tiny. There's a bathroom with a shower, a tub shower, and then the bedroom. And so this apartment is um, cannot be more than five, six hundred square feet. And I'm guessing it's about five, five hundred square feet. That that's my guess. And then <clears throat> with her moving out, the rent goes up over $400. And she's been been in an apartment um, uh, under two years. It goes up $400. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it's in a great location and everything. Um, But, you know, New York is funny because, New York City is funny because, particularly in Manhattan, that you can have a block that will have just the most gorgeous brownstones and, and, and there will be homes. <clears throat> so someone will own the entire building and there will be four or five floors of home and you're talking multi-million dollar home. And then the next block, all the brownstones will be like this one. They're all apartments and there are, you know, eight, nine, 10 tenants inside on yeah. um, the brownstone that on another block one family will live in it, it's it, 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 it's it's pretty remarkable and then you could go one block those multi-million dollar brownstones and then you can go two blocks over and it looks like you're in the deepest part of just the most ghetto neighborhood you've seen in the country like it is it is this city is so dense it's so densely populated that uh, unlike in California, where you have an entire area that might be um, middle class, upper middle class, super wealthy, or underprivileged, here it can, it goes block to block. 
Now, there are some areas where it's like more than one block will be super wealthy, right? You can go around Fifth Avenue or Chelsea, all these little weird little names, Tribeca and these kind of other places. But overall, it's not like that. It's just a block here, a block there. You know what? Here's what's fascinating. <clears throat> like if you go, you walk on, you walk down the street, you go, wow, there's a lot of people out on the street right now. Like a lot of cars, you know, a lot of people walking, scooters, DoorDash on bike, Ubers, people with dogs, students, you know, people that look like they might be unhoused, old. And then you turn the corner, you go, okay, that was just a busy block. You go down the next block, and it's the same thing, but it's different people. And you go down the next block, and it can be more people. And like you never are walking down a block or a street where there's not just thousands of people. It's it's mind boggling because you know Sacramento is small, but even San Francisco, you can walk down the street and go, oh, there's really nobody on the street right now. It's not like that here. There's always people. And because so many people live in apartments and they don't have yards, <clears throat> they're always outside because you can't just sit in your cooped up apartment all the time, particularly when it's, when it's hot. So, and most don't have backyards or backyard access. So if they're not on their porch or their stoop, they're just like, you know, they have a chair, you know, a couple of chairs and they're just sitting outside and it's just people everywhere. And it's, it's a really remarkable thing. And every single block has all the amenities that you want, like these bodegas, these little markets, you know, the weed, you know, a store that just sells alcohol. And, and then you go to the next block and it's all the same stores. It's just because everyone has their favorite stuff, but it's on every single block. It's, whew, it's Did remarkable. Did you ever live but, there? Did you ever want to live there? You know, the first... When I, when, I, when I hadn't been here in a long time, I thought, nah, I don't really want to live there. And then the first time I visited, I thought, well, it's sort of cool. But then now I think, yeah, I could live here. Like, you sort of get a flow of things. You would have to learn to use a subway. But it's everywhere. Like, you yeah. could get everywhere on this damn subway. Um, and, yeah, because you know how if you, if you ever lived in a city, you sort of have that city awareness. Like, you know, you, you keep a lookout, this kind of deal. Yep. But for the most part, you leave people to fuck alone, they leave you alone. Yeah. Right? And New Yorkers all, it's just like you, it's just sort of like the stereotype that, you know, maybe they seem a little mean and they walk too fast and they're a little gruff and they don't want to pause and say hello or have idle chat or anything. But I don't care. I'm from California. I make idle chat and say hi to people. I say good morning, you know, and you know what? Most for the most part, people you know they'll talk to you, they'll chat it up, and they, they're generally in a good mood. They just like to talk loud and cuss. <laughs> My kind of people. <laughs> they just they just talk loud and cuss anywhere, anytime. It just doesn't matter. Like it just doesn't matter. They just are loud and they cuss. But you know what? The food is good, um, and I don't think it's. Honestly, I don't think it's more expensive than than California. I, I it doesn't seem more expensive to me. Like you buy like some food, some restaurant stuff, and really some restaurants I've been to the 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 bill for us. I think it might be a little less expensive than California. Wow. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. But yeah, I, I can live here. You know, you just find a neighborhood, you just sort of make it your own. You meet your neighbors, and you just you know you have a good time. I I, I could totally live here. 
Well, you're retired, so you could. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Bro, bro, what did she ask you about California? Uh, what? I thought you said Elaine asked you some questions about California. Oh no, I had a couple, a few people ask about her and when she's moving here. Oh, I got it. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's funny because she got that job so so quickly because you know a lot of people had told her, a lot of my family and friends had told her because of her credentials. You know, she has that um, master's degree. She has, you know, I don't know, 15, 16 years experience. She speaks Spanish and she's credentialed to teach special education that she would get a job in no time in California. She could pick her, pick her school. And no sooner than she had gotten her, her resume or her, whatever they call it in the teaching in the education world, you know, they into Sacramento, they put it in a pool. So all the schools can look to see who's available. And she put it in there, I think on a Thursday, she got called on Friday for an interview on Monday. She interviewed for maybe 40 minutes and then she said it was just, you know, uh, the vice principal and a couple other people, or one other lady, and they were just like smiling and happy the whole time. They told her she should hear from them in a week or so for if they wanted to hire her. And then the next day they called and offered her a job. Like it was, it, it, it was, it was just that quickly. And then, and then of course she started getting calls. She's still getting calls from other schools, wow. um, but yeah, she picked the school. It was it was just that just that quickly. And the wonderful thing about California and New York, because you know, two very populous states, so people go back, people transfer from one to the other. Um, California matches the matches or exceeds the New York salaries based on credentials and everything. So you don't lose because and, and you think about it, it makes sense. Like you you should be able, you should move from one state to the other with all your experience and credentials on that and make significantly less money. Like you're just right. starting out, you know, maybe you went to like a tiny little state like New Hampshire or like Idaho or something like that. But, you know, going from a giant New York to a giant California, it should be relatively the same. And you know what? Turns out it is. Wow. So that she, and this is close to your house. We've talked about this before. Like it's, it's close to where you guys live. It is. She could. She could. She could walk there. You know, when it's not you know 105 degrees, but it's just it's right there. And she walks to school work now from this apartment, and it's probably a little further than that. But whether she walked or if she drives, it's like you know four or five minutes. That's nothing. It's probably a 15 minute walk, and she likes to walk or bike or whatever. But yeah, it's just that close. And I told her, you just don't know how lucky you are to not have to actually commute when you're in California. Cause you know, we'd be driving all over the place with jobs yep. and hers is right there. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. If you're not remote, the best option is to live to work where you don't have to use a car to get there. Right. I told her yeah, I, I once had a job where I, li I live in Sacramento. I used to live in a different place in Sacramento and I commuted for a year to San Jose, which is like 120 miles away. That's and Right. Crazy. And then and then I had a job where I commuted to Napa, which was about 50, about 45 to 50 minutes away. And then I had a job for about six years where I commuted to Concord, which was about 70 miles one way. And, you know, even, you know, my last couple of jobs, it was always 10 or 15 miles, which, and, you know, in California, that's not far, but it's a lot further than a mile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's all she has to do. Yeah, right. So it's 
Yeah. I told you, you are lucky because this, this is rare. That is. And speaking of luck, I think um, uh, the orange blabberoni uh, just got his fourth indictment. Like, is it? His, no, it is. It says, this is from Georgia, this, la this last one. Sir, that motherfucker's in trouble. Yeah. Okay. So, are you still standing behind what you said about Trump not going to jail? I, I am. Okay. I am. I'm standing. I'm standing behind that. I've written about this. I do not believe he will go to jail. Now, let me tell you this. Let me let me add something to this. These charges in uh, Georgia, um, all of the charges. Well, you play fantasy football, so yeah. I saw a joke online that he has charges in Florida. He, he has charges because um, he's in Mar-a-Lago or whatever. He has charges in, in New York and he has charges in D.C., Washington, D.C. He has charged now in Georgia. Uh, and somebody said if he could get one more state, he would win the NFC East. <laughs> <laughs> the Internet's a savage. <laughs> I about died. But sir, you know, the other thing about this, okay, he got charged in Georgia. Him and 17 other defendants um, got charged in Georgia. 91, like, no, not like, I don't know, 40 charges, whatever. He got indicted in Georgia, something like 40 charges or something like that. And all involves the RICO laws. It was basically racketeering like you're a mob, like RICO laws, conspiracy, coercion, lying, all this kind of stuff, right? And and actually, his people actually went in there and stole data and just did just a bunch of bullshit, made calls and just all kind of awful stuff. So here's what's interesting about it from a historical standpoint. OK, you know, we had this little thing called a civil war. Yeah, so one of the things a civil war was the South succeeded from the United States. They say we no longer want to be part of the United States because. We want to keep people enslaved. That, that's what our economy is built on. We have, we're happy to do this. And then the, the United States said, well, no, you're not. So we're going to go to war. So, so they went to war, right? And then for that little bit of time that the Confederacy was a country, you know, those few months, they actually had a president. I think it was that guy, Andrew Jackson. It, it was like just for a hot minute, right? And then the U.S. had a president, Lincoln, of course, and then he got killed and whoever succeeded him. But one of the things the Confederacy wanted to do is they wanted to kill and arrest um, the American president. The South wanted to arrest the president of the United States, you know, this kind of deal. So, and of course they never did. And then these Confederates always had this thing, the South to rise again, all this kind of bullshit, right? What was funny is Georgia was one of the states in the Confederacy that succeeded from the United States, right? They were one of the states. And so now you have um, Fannie Willis, a black woman who's the DA there, right? She indicted issued charges against the former president of the United States. <laughs> it, it is it, so. So I saw someone said, "You know what's funny about all this is that those little Confederates always wanted to arrest." arrest uh, President of the United States, now they done got their wish. This is just what they've been wanting, waiting for all these years. <laughs> yeah. 
it just, it just, it, the tide is turned. It was a black woman and it's a white guy's president and former president. It is, man, that is not some bull. That is like some funny ass shit right there. That, I just mean, like, I, the shit that he has on video or on voice oh, recording and oh. literally so saying, find me votes. Find me some votes. All we need is this many votes. They pressured the elect. They 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 pressured the people at the um, voting commission. The two black women. They harassed them and and threatened. Them. And those women are suing as well. And then they you know look, sir. This got so absurd that Kanye West uh, publicist. Her and uh, her name is Travion Cuddy, K U T T I, black woman, and a guy named Harrison Floyd. A black guy, his, he, he runs like Blacks for Trumps or some bullshit like that, right? She went to those black women, those county electors, to try to get them to find those votes, invalidate some votes or some shit like that. And it's all on video. It's all on video and audio. I mean, that's how abs- absurd that whole deal. Uh, the publicist for Kanye West is also indicted. Like, she's on the list. And that black guy, Harrison Floyd... Um, black black voices for Trump or something like that. He's in, indicted as well. Plus, Trump's a bunch of his lawyers, a bunch of his um, chief of staff guy, just all, all these people. And, and so I, I just can't. What would make you throw your life away for Donald Trump? I don't know. Like that—that's the—it's the cult-like mentality. I would assume. Right, like that one—that one lady, Jenna Jenna Ellis is her name. She was his attorney for a while. You know, white lady, probably in her 40s, you know, had a career, turned into his lawyer. You know, she was his mouthpiece for a while and she got indicted. She's a lawyer. Like she, most of these people are lawyers. They're, they're, they're trained in the law. So they, they knew what they were doing was batshit crazy and illegal. But if we just look at this lady, Jenna Ellis, you know, she did all this work for Trump and all this stuff. And as soon as his indictments came out, his... His, his financial backers, like his Trump pack, they'd be raising money to pay all his bills. They said they're not paying her lawyer fees <laughs> because she dared say something positive about that blockhead Ron DeSantis. So she actually started a GoFundMe to raise money to defend herself. Like, like she threw her shit away for him. And, and you know, it's like people are saying, he doesn't give two shits about anybody but his own ugly orange self. Yeah, <laughs> that's so he's and I don't get how this cult like following would then to the point that you and I talked about or you sent me today was the threats that are being made. To- yes, you're right. They announced today that that the FBI has already um, arrested and charged a couple of people because in Georgia, the law is that grand jury names have to be made public. So the grand jury, those names are made public. Well, once the names are made public, then those 4chan, 8chan people just look them up and then publicize all their home addresses. Like, you know, and I wrote wrote about this today um, that, you know, the Republican Party presents themselves as the the party of law and order. But you have this guy, Trump, you know, indicted money laundering, racketeering in New York. You know, stealing um, classified documents in, in 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 Florida and lying about them. 
you know, federal charges in in D.C. and then all this stuff in in Georgia. Plus, they're considering lawsuits in Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Arizona. Like, it, it, it's like it's like it's it's like when you you know you see these datelines, you know, and, and they'll say, "Well, did you harm this lady?" And you go, "No." And then, like Keith Morrison, Keith Morrison would say. But when we look at your record, you have another 18 convictions for other types of violence. Like, why would anybody believe you now, motherfucker? You know, <laughs> it's so much. Like, do you just say, it's like Keith Morrison will say, is everybody lying except you? <laughs> oh my God. I, I can't believe we're here. Right? I can't I mean, believe we're know, here. Sir, you know, you know, that Georgia thing, this is what is... This is one reason the Georgia thing made so much news is because no U.S. president can pardon someone convicted in a state. You, so, so say through some act of, 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 you know, the demon Baphomet, Mike Pence was made president. He can't, and, and if Trump gets, and that group gets convicted in Georgia, Mike Pence could not pardon him for that shit. That's why that's so big. That's why it's so big. And that goes back to what the South was saying. That's why it's all so funny, because the South is saying when they succeeded, they believed in states' rights, the rights to own humans, but they just shortened it to states' rights. So now you have, because we have all those strong laws on the books, because we're not one unified country, we have individual laws per state. That's why we have that. Well, the state can convict him and the feds can't do anything about it. Ooh, are we the only country, I don't know if I've ever asked you this, are we the only country that laws are applied differently in states? Yes, for the most part. Yeah, we are not governed by, yeah, we have state and federal laws, um, but our, our state laws are in effect as long as they don't, um, they are not unconstitutional. So in theory, the Constitution governs both federal and state laws. And so a state can enact a law that could be unconstitutional, but it has to work its way through the courts to be proven whether or not it's unconstitutional or not. So some of the big ones we know about, like segregation, right? That was that was a state by state thing. And so the Supreme Court finally said, yeah, you can't do that. that that's against the Constitution. Or um, women can't work or women can't get credit cards or um, gay marriage or, you know, now we have the, the other big ones like abortion or, you know, if, if you make a, a threat on an airplane, that's a federal thing. It doesn't matter what state you're from. So you have all these different rules that some are federal, some are state. But yes, we're one of the only countries in the world where our state, our states are almost like independent nations. Yes. They're, they're very, that's why our governors of states have so much power they can actually pardon people in the state for state crimes and it's, it's like and that's just a holdover from the time of kings from england every now and then the king would just or queen would be happy and go i'm a partner this motherfucker because they're scoring my nephew on the on the other side right so they go okay you go get pardoned well that that's a holdover we still have that in this country where governors can pardon people and presidents can pardon people so yeah, but anyway, to your question, yes, states have uh, states have a lot of power within their borders, right? Within their borders, and so if he gets convicted in the state now, in that state, the charges he has or they all have, um, 
if he's convicted of any one, it's a mandatory sentence of five years, right? Oh. And, and it, uh, of a minimum of five years. However, the state has a provision that it could also just be a fine, oh. right? So two people I know for certain are going to prison. That black lady and that black man. <laughs> the one, those two that worked for Donald Trump to try to turn some votes in Georgia, those two, I guarantee you are going to prison. I guarantee you, those two are going to prison. Now, I think some of the other ones are going to go to prison. And then the closer you get to Donald Trump, you're going to get fines. And then when I think when you get to Donald Trump, I think you're going to get um, a fine. Now, there's still time for some of them to take a plea deal. They got to give up some information to do that. And in Georgia, the governor, the governor can pardon, but the governor can't pardon unanimously or independently. They have a pardon board. It has to go to the pardon board and the board has to recommend the pardon and then the governor will do it. That's a little different in some states. However, in Georgia, the governor and the governor in Georgia is almost always a Republican. He appoints the board. So I going back way back 10 minutes ago to your original question. I still don't think Donald Trump's going to prison. Wow. Really? Yeah, I still don't think. I think it would be nice, but I think a combination of his age, of his being a former president, and there being so many trials in so many places, I think he will age out of this life before any conclusion happens. Okay. I mean, I want you to be wrong. You've been, you've been pretty spot on with a lot of shit. So I want you to be wrong here because there would be no more satisfaction than seeing him behind bars. Now, I think they took a picture. Didn't they see a mugshot or was that a AI generated mugshot? Yeah, that's the internet having fun. But the good thing (laughs) about Georgia is it is a mandatory, um, like right now there's, there's a warrant for all their arrests. There's a warrant right now. But the, the DA, uh, Fannie Willis, said you have until um, Friday the 25th to turn yourself in. And you can come in at any time, right? We're open 24 hours a day. And the sheriff has said everybody is fingerprinted, um, t- mugshot taken, and that's all public. So let me tell you, motherfuckers are waiting for that mugshot. <laughs> I can't. I cannot. Oh my God. I have never had a mugshot. Like yeah, I've never been arrested. You know, I'm not in the system. Like I had some speeding tickets, you know, this kind of deal. But man, let me tell you something. If that mofo gets a, a mugshot, I'm gonna I'm gonna frame it and hang it in my house. <laughs> it's gonna be the internet is gonna be savage like they were with the white folding chair. It's going to be an epic. I mean, that that Friday the 25th is going to be epic. Because let me tell you, there are reporters hanging out in, in it's, it's the Fulton County uh, uh, Courthouse in Atlanta. There are reporters hanging out 24-7 because they the, the word on the street is his team is going to sneak him in there in the middle of the night. Oh, good luck with that. And, and, you know, going back to Dateline, you know when people be sneaking around after they murder and you got the cameras and you see them just going right down the street? That's how it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> you 
to catch a predator? <laughs> Man, all the look, TMZ. This is the only time I'm I'm I am backing TMZ fully. Those motherfuckers better be on the case. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody can do it, they can. <laughs> you know what? But let me tell you something. This Donald Trump stuff is so consuming. Let me tell you how time passed. I was thinking about this while waiting for you to get on the car. Do you know it was just a month ago, I think about a month ago, when that submarine blew up underwater? Yes. That seems like it was 10 years ago. Like it's gone. <laughs> no one's doing any drawings. Nobody. <laughs> people were doing, people were creating TikTok videos with which is outstanding graphics of that submarine imploding. Right? <laughs> like second by second, what was happening to the hull, you know, the chemical composition of the hull. You know, the pressure, the BPIs, man, that stuff is gone from history. They just down there dead now. Nobody even care. <laughs> you are not wrong. There is times when you think of something and all, they'll mention it. I can't think off the top of my head right now, but we'll use a submarine. Next year at some point, someone's going to say, it's been a year already. Right, this is over. I'm just, and I am certain all the TV specials that they're, that they were going to do for that submarine, they're just like, forget it. No one cares anymore. Nobody's scared. Nobody all those cares. TikTok videos are down. They don't even want people to see. <laughs> oh my god! So last week we were talking. I had asked you a question, so I know you had some time to think about it. And in regards to who, in your opinion, takes rejection better, women or men? That is such a good question. I did think about this, and I think women take rejection better. Mm. And let me let me qualify that. I think American women take rejection better, and I think women, American women, take rejection better because they have to. Because there's always an opportunity, and I mean that's not the right word, but there's always a there's always the opportunity that a man, if it's between a man and a woman. Right. So if it's, if it's women to women rejection, I think there's a there's a lower chance of violence. But man to woman and woman to man rejection, there's a high chance for violence because we know it's a fact. We It's a fact. And so and so because we know um, it's, it's a factual statement to say that when women announce divorce or men or women decide to get a divorce, that that woman is in danger. Right. Her life. Is, is automatically in danger. Or um, I saw th I saw this lady uh, uh, online, she was talking about she was out with some male friends and she said, well, she wished, she wished she could just go jogging with her headset and not have to worry about anything. And the guy was like, well, why don't you just do it? And she said, he really didn't understand what I was saying. And, and she said, well, because look around this table, you know, why would I be safe? It's just me and look around this table in this bar, so it's all men here. And I just wouldn't be safe. And so his his brilliant suggestion was, well, just take one earbud out. And, right? Not and so like all the all the work was on her, and he just couldn't conceptualize just the inherent danger of being a woman. And so now you put that on top of being rejected, you know, it I think I think men take it worse because men have men in America have an expectation 
that women are here for us. Mm. And so you see it, you see it online or on dating apps, you know, or you sit down walking down the street, but you know, on, online, men and women make a connection. Women go, I'm not really interested. The next to that man, he'll start calling her a bitch, the C word, call her ugly, you know, all this stuff just because she had no interest in his sorry ass. Yep. Yeah. So, I, so what, yeah. So what do you think? I No, I 100% agree. Our rejection, if we reject a man in general, it could come with violence. It could come with violence. If I don't, I don't think wars were started because a woman was rejected. That's a great point. Right. I don't, yeah, that's, a, that's a great point. You know, and I think it goes to layers because you could definitely take it to women of color and you could take it to rich women versus poor women. I think there's these layers of, you yeah. know, how you're taught to um, navigate through the rejection, how you say the rejection, whether you could be cold blooded, like, dude, fuck off. I'm not interested. You're also, you're taught that if you're going to, if you're going to reject somebody, you should do it with their feelings in mind. Now, no one says that, not that I'm aware of, and someone out there can check me if they want, but no one says, if you're going to reject that woman, Myron, make sure you do it with respect and grace and make sure that they know that it's not them. Right. That's what, that's, that's what a woman's taught to say. It's almost to uh, absolve the feeling or take on the impact, the responsibility of the rejection that it's me because I'm not, I'm rejecting you. It's not you. Uh, So yeah, I I think, I think women take rejection so much better because we just think the women I know take it as what can I learn from it? How can I get better from it? And we take it. And if it's a, if it's a, if it's a harsh rejection, whether by female or a male, we do get our feelings hurt. We sort of, we, we think about it, we process it, we might cry about it. We also don't let it inhibit us and make us fixated on that person. And I think that's what happens with men. Now I'm not saying all men. I just think statistics show just like you said that ours come, our rejection comes with the possibility of violence. Yes. And, you know, I, I saw a lady wrote online once. This this was some years ago. She said, you know, when uh, uh, men fear women laughing at them and rejecting them, women fear uh, when they reject them, the man's going to kill her. Yeah. Like, right. It's, it's like two whole, it's like, it's, it's like the, it's two whole different levels. And you know what? And as a man, I've never I've never been told, like when I was going to go out on a date or, or meet, you know, some girlfriends or something like that. No one has ever said to me, or like a first date, no one has ever said to me, make sure you do it in public because you never know if she's going to try to kill you. Yeah. Right. I, I, no one's ever told me that. Right. No one's ever told me, hey, when you go out with your boys, make sure you guys stay together. Don't lose anybody. You want anybody to get hurt. But that is like routine for women. Routine. If you go on a date, you're telling your family where you're going to be and who the person yes. is and where yes. here's my location, just in case you don't hear from me. Like that's right. the shit that you have to say. Right. And even, you know, it, it is like, it's common knowledge, even like divorce, like the, 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 the kid changeover, you know, it was like, okay, do it in a public place because you know, you don't want him to hurt you. You don't want, you know, even that do it at McDonald's, like do it at Starbucks, do it public because the woman is always in danger. Yeah. Like, it's really crazy. I like it. Like how it's just 
we've just um, we've just accommodated that idea that yeah, when we're in danger, and so yeah, rejection um, is a big deal because I, I don't know if it's something that is equally taught and taught the same way to boys and girls because boys, you know, you know, we are we're taught generally from other boys. Maybe we're, maybe we're not taught it by both of our parents or guardians or something or our teachers or whatever, but we fight, we use violence, we get physical, right? We, we get physical where, where we know, we know um, scientifically that girls develop language skills earlier and they're better than boys for or forever, but they develop them earlier. And girls, while girls are talking things out and, and, and not even always talking things out, they're better at formulating arguments and they're better at talking and getting these words out than boys. And then boys aren't taught how to absorb these words and, you know, have a change of behavior or just fucking listen and do nothing, right? Yeah. And instead, even when we're just around other boys, we are taught to be physical with each other, whether it's like, you know, shoving, pushing, wrestling, playful tagging it's all very physical and then we grow up you know too many of us and, and again just like on the internet you know we have to say not all because there's right. always an after with things well i'm not like that then we're not talking about you dummy right. we're talking about those who do those things so <laughs> we're talking about the yeah. 80 the other 80 percent yes 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 it's so See, even yeah. saying that is a form of rejection and they get defensive right so yes that's not it me. is well, see, now you feel like you're being rejected and you're getting defensive <laughs> yes that, that that's exactly what it is i mean so from road rage to you know not getting it or being told you're not getting a job or you know whether it's a date or or an established relationship that that i just think in my experience and i think the data supports it that overall women take rejection better than men and i think society conditions women to do it better and society in equal measures do not condition men and boys to do it as well yeah okay good i think i like that discussion i I remember hearing my girlfriend talking or she was telling me she was talking to her husband about it and it got me thinking the last time you know i wanted to bring it up to you because you and i align quite often on most everything our value system and our thought process is pretty equal it's probably why we've been friends for so long yeah yeah and you know it's funny you said because I, I remember when you know, I, I was divorced nine over nine years ago and, and, when, and my, when my then wife came to me she said I'm in a divorce and we had a little discussion and then we were talking about it and then she said something really important and she said you're not going to be able to talk me out of it and and we were just talking like you and I are talking now that like there was no yelling or screaming or anything like that and I said, I said, okay. And I thought to myself, you know, I believe in grown ass adults making their own decisions, right? You're an adult, make, make your decision. And if that's your decision, okay. And I had, and I still do pride myself on not trying to change people's minds, you know, because we've been, in, I've been in sales for so long that one of the things you do is sell people. And so she knew that. She said, you can't sell me. You're not going to change my mind. And I said, you know, you're right. And I shouldn't have tried to do that. So okay, then let's get a divorce. Let's just work this out. And then we, and then we did it. Like, because I, you know, I had to think about it, it was rejection. Now that you bring up this word and my initial response was, 
okay, let's talk this out. Maybe it's not rejection. You know, maybe it's not. But that is just gaslighting and trying to convince someone that what they want is not really what they want. Yeah. And so, and that was like 10 minutes. That was a 10 minute part of this one hour conversation. But this is nine years later. I still remember that. Like, I still remember that. And I just thought, okay, you know what? You're right. This is your decision. And then if that's what you want to do, then I'm not going to tell you you're wrong or you shouldn't do it. I'm just going to work with you to try to make this as easy for everybody involved. And then, you know, then we did it. And you know what? So to your point, I guess, but I was 50, right? So I had learned to take rejection. Probably if I'm just being turned down for so many jobs all my life. (laughs) But you just, you learn to take rejection. So I would actually say that, except for me initially trying to talk her out of it, that I think that was a good example. But if I go back now, I would just go, can you tell me why? So I understand. And then, okay, let's do it. As opposed to saying, well, I don't know if we want to do it. Let's try to do something else. I, I would take that part out. That's good. See, that's self-awareness. Those are people that, that type of response are the people that are starting to heal or have healed themselves, right? So they've dealt and yes. managed through their traumas and, 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 and navigate and learned. You know, a lot of people don't yes. learn that to early on in life. It's, it's quite sad to think about. <clears throat> it is quite sad to think about how if you were given these situations now at your age, yeah. which is always going to be older than me, than in your 20s and 30s, how, God, if I could go back, I would have probably said this differently, right? Because yes. ego, ego is a is a bitch. Oof. And when it the ego is. is wounded, when the ego is wounded, no matter what, there is a tendency to have a reaction that now as you're as you've grown grown and have the wisdom to say, oh gosh, back then I should have, I should have said thank you for le- letting me go now. Thank you for sharing that with me and releasing me now. I mean, how powerful would that be? It's very similar to, you know, when we were, when we're kids, if our, if there was a point where our parents would have said, Hey, you're really crying right now. You're really upset. Tell me what you're feeling. Tell me why, tell me how you're let's, let's regulate your emotions, but you're not ever really taught that you have to learn that. So uh, that's exactly right crazy how no go ahead no it's just crazy how you know when you're younger and people tell you oh you'll learn when you get older and you think I know everything because I'm 25 years old and then you get to that older age and you think wow there was a lot of wisdom there that I wish I would have listened to back then I wish I would have spent more time talking to someone that was older than me so that I could gain some insights and maybe some knowledge and 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 learn through that. So maybe, maybe us having this conversation will allow others to engage in those conversations with people to learn how they can handle a rejection rather than yeah. airing on the fact of being, you know, fight I like or flight. That. You know what, you know, cause I, I was thinking I, I could correct myself in something that we do teach boys how to handle rejection. So it, for example, but it's always mostly centered around sports. So if you lose your coach and your coaches will tell you, that's okay, hang your head high, shake the other team's head. Like that is an emotional, we teach them to, to have an emotional response to losing, which is a form of rejection. And we teach them to have an emotional response to winning, like cheer, high five, you know, celebrate together, go get pizza, eat some orange slices. Like we teach them that emotion, right? But it's, it's around 
sports and sporting things, but we don't teach them that, generally speaking, around oh your disappointment that you're disappointed that you know you can't go to your friends or you can't see your grandmother or you know whatever it is. How to handle how to handle that? Like, do you talk it out? I, obviously, like you know, all your teachers and counselors will say, use your words, don't hold it in. But also to just say, you know what? You will not always get what you want when you want it, and that's okay. And let me help you navigate, you know, your next feeling because you feel bad, you feel rejected, you know. And let's talk through that. Just like we say, hey, you just won the game. Go high five all your teammates. Yeah. Thank your coaches. You know, do the big woohoo. Do all that. We we teach that. So it really is. You know, we have the abilities to do it, but our priorities are just somewhere else. Yeah, we don't say you're going to be angry. Let's find a way how you can release that anger without impacting anybody around you. Like, yes. What is it that you can do? We don't. I don't think. I think it's a learned thing. It's. I had an interesting conversation. I know we're coming up on almost an hour, sir. And I, I had an interesting conversation with a girlfriend who said she is in the process of doing. Um, uh, it's something. Uh, parenting. It's where you're nice. I don't, there's a, there's a term for it. gentle parenting. Oh, like gentle she's, parent. okay. Yeah. She's really learning, creating awareness of gentle parenting, you know, timeouts. Let's talk through your emotion. Now she has three kids and she said at a certain point she loses patience because that takes a lot of time to uh you know, the timeout or why are you angry or talk to me or let's, let's navigate through these emotions that she says it takes time to do that. And sometimes you just don't have the time. So you resort back to this not so gentle parenting, yelling, nagging, maybe, maybe even a little tap on the butt, whatever, however that looks. So I know that I know that regulating emotion and understand that it takes time and patience, I guess, I guess that you, yeah, it's tough. And if you're aware, I think awareness is key. So her, her response is that I'm doing this, this is my goal. And sometimes it might not always work because the situation yeah. changes. And I think that is great awareness. You put a plan. It in really place, is. You know, you had to navigate and maybe you had to shift for a moment, but your end result is to go back to that. So that's, you know what, what I like, I like what she's doing. I remember my kid was young and she was just like, get on my last nerve. I would go, hey, I'm going to take a timeout for five minutes. I'll see you in five minutes. Like, yeah. I would give myself a timeout. And, and I would teach her, like, I, this is what I was thinking. I would teach her to know that I needed to regulate my moment, right? And I would just go to a room and say, you can't be in there for five minutes. I, I'm on timeout. And then, you know, come out five minutes later, everything was fine. See, like, everything like was fine. That. Yeah, just, you just flip the script. So um, we are over an hour. Um we, you know, we still go shallow some issues, but we go deep on a couple of things. That's okay. And, but before we go, we got to tell people what we're watching. What are you watching right now? Okay. Murders in the Building is superb. It's fucking Martin Short and, and Steve Martin and Selena Gomez. They really are a dynamic duo. I just love every moment of it. Um, I am also watching Big Brother, Big Brother 25 starting. So I'm watching that. Um, and just like that, with you know, it's the spin-off or the continuation of Sex in the City. Yes. That's really good. Um, and then 
I was told to pick up a show called Everyone Everywhere. I think it's on HBO Max. So I'm going to give that a shot. I hear it's kind of funny, uh, a little raunchy. So maybe um, maybe slide into a couple episodes of that and, and give that a whirl. Because, you know, some shows are still not being written yet because of the writer's yes. stress. I got to figure out my next move. Yeah, so I haven't had a chance to watch a lot of TV, but there are a couple of things um, I am watching that I can recommend. And one is, I think your nephews are like, it's an anime on Netflix called uh, Mech Cadets, Mech M-E-C-H, like mechanized cadets. And it's like this feature, there's some flying robots and this kind of stuff. But it's a good little cartoon for like um, anime for, I would say, from like 12 to um, teenage years. Like it, it's pretty good. And then... I started watching. Um, oh, I just it just escaped my mind. Um, you know what? I can't remember. I just had it in my mind what I was watching. Oh well, there goes that thought. No, nope, there you go. Wow. Was it on Prime? <laughs> was it on Disney Plus? Was it having to do with? Uh, it was uh, a live Netflix. You know your live reality shows that you're watching. Yeah, I just, I just lost it. Oh man, you know what? If I remember, I'll, if I remember, I'll put it in the show notes. Um, but I can't. I remember. So, but I do want to say I'm still watching the Women's World Cup, and so we're down to this last couple of teams. So England is in the finals. They beat Spain. No, they beat Sweden today. There's one more game. No, no, England beat um, Australia today. The home team that was pretty sad for Australia. And then there's one more game, and I think it's um, Spain and Sweden or something like that. So I'm watching that. The U.S. women's team got outed a little bit early. Their coach resigned and or was fired today. So people are happy about that. He was a terrible coach. And then um, I can't remember the other show I was watching, and it's so good. And it just it just escaped. Oh, I know. I know. It's on Prime. I think it's called Red, White, and Travel or Blue. And it's a, it's a rom-com. And um, the rom-com is the U.S. vice president's son. He's sort of a wild boy. Um, he has his, he meets up with the Prince of Wales, uh, one of the royal British uh, princes. And they have a little fling and it causes a little international incident. So it's, uh, Ellen and I watched it. It's a rom-com. It's very good. I have to admit, it is a very good, it's very funny. It's very silly. But you know what? Now, I'm not part of the LGBTQI community, but I think it is done very well. And looking at some of the online comments and a couple of people I know who are part of the community, they absolutely love the movie. And I guess it's based on a very popular book, uh, but it's on Prime and it's probably just an hour and a half. And it's very funny and very good. Wow. Okay. And it's a series. No, it's just a, it's a movie. And I think it's called Red, White, and Royal or something like that. But okay. it's, it's a movie. The only thing about it, it's in those muted tones. So it's sort of dark, which is really oh. weird for that kind of movie. But it's a very good movie. Uh, okay. I know. I you got to... I know you got to get past that muted thing. It's a nightmare. Like we were adjusting the TV and I'm like, why do these fuckers do that? But I, I don't know. It's, like, it's no. not artistic. It's not artistic. And like in their interviews, they'll be like, we want to give home viewers the movie experience. No, I don't want that. Like, no, I don't I, want that. 
This is my, my home. Don't tell me what I want. Right. It's my home. I don't have sticky floors. You know, I just, <laughs> just don't do Just give me some light. <laughs> so are you back next Wednesday? So you'll be back next Wednesday. Yeah, I'll be back next Wednesday uh, in time to do the um, the podcast. And we'll have some more trial stuff and just, I don't know, just so much summer stuff going on. And also updates on the move and all this kind of stuff will be fun. That's awesome. I can't wait to hear your travels back and you'll have your fiance home yes. and to be able to really build that relationship, being able to be with each other. So that's, I'm really happy for you. Yes. Thanks for the question. So have a great um, evening and weekend. I will talk to you soon. Peace out. Bye. Bye. Love this podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review. Visit the episode description to find out how you can connect with the hosts on social media. Voice Memos is a production of Dear Dean Publishing. All rights and trademarks reserved. No portion of this podcast shall be reproduced commercially without consent. <laughs>